In today's show, we've got news about Disneyland Entertainment cutbacks. Oh, yeah. Oh, geez. Disney Genie details. Oh, yeah. Dikes. Rise of the Resistance uh, details, meetups, trivia, and so much more, all in today's uh, Disney Parks podcast. Welcome to the Disney Parks <laughs> podcast with your hosts, Tony Castlenova from DisneyByTheNumbers.com and Park Hopper John from WDWParkHoppers.com. Keep your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the podcast at all times. And get ready for the Disney Parks Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome. So glad that you are joining us in the Disney Parks Podcast. As we record this on Monday, yes, we are safe. Hurricane Dorian hasn't come knocking on our doors. We're okay. If we're not here next Monday, you'll know why. If we're not here (laughs) next Monday, something went wrong. The weather dog didn't come back. Uh, all right, Tony, uh, how are we going to do this? Are we going to talk about what we did last week? Sure. Let's start there. Uh, our good friends over at destinations to travel, which by the way, if you're planning a, a vacation of any sort, maybe a romantic getaway, maybe you want to go to all the Disney parks around the world. Maybe you want to take an adventure by Disney or heck, maybe you just want to travel to the, to the, uh, great West and see the mountains and the prairies and all that good stuff whatever you want to do our friends over at destinations to travel will be your travel provider they've got uh, people who are ready to take uh, you and guide you through the process even if you do all of your own planning i get that but it's always better to talk to our friends at destinations to travel because they might be able to save you money save you time save your frustration in ways that you might not have thought of the best way to get in touch with them is disneyparkspodcast.com slash the letter d the number two Travel, that's DisneyParksPodcast.com slash the letter D, the number two, travel, that's Destinations to Travel. So our good friends at Destinations to Travel invited us along on a very special uh, VIP day. And first of all, we have to say thank you. We had a blast. Uh, my my feet hurt for about three days, so I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Uh, but we got to do some really cool things. We got to go backstage on some areas. It was really fun. I, thought I, I love that. that. Yeah. That's probably my favorite part. Uh, the other favorite part was going, mm, I wonder what this button does. You know. <laughs> um, but we did pretty good about not touching anything. But uh, we had a great time. Uh, specifically, yeah. what was like the number one thing for you? Uh, the thing that uh, probably is not the number one thing for you. Flight of Passage. Oh yeah, my oh yeah, Flight of Passage <laughs> is the best ride ever. Uh, yeah, I haven't. I it was my first time fl- on Flight of Passage, and uh, I thought it was a really terrific ride. Here's the thing: I would love to see that. It, it would, all right, so it got me thinking. It's a very immersive experience. It's very up close video. It's very detailed, high def. You know, 3D glasses, or or not 3D, I don't even know what they were. Uh, But I would love to, see, you don't know, I'd love to see them turn this into like a Peter Pan attraction where you're you're flying through London, you know, as Peter Pan, and then, you know, Tinkerbell comes swooping in and gives you some more uh, uh, pixie dust. You know, I I think for this attraction, there are other things they could do with this, uh, you know, engineering that they, they conjured up. Um, so yeah, I'm sorry you didn't get the ride. That was kind of a bummer. 
I was hoping well, you'd get to see it one more time. Or see it. At, <laughs> you've seen the inside. You've seen the oh, queue yeah. line. I've seen it all. <laughs> uh, Except for the actual flight. So the funny thing is, uh, I thought, and I'm a bigger guy, but I know Panda has ridden it. So I figured mm. if Panda can ride it, I can right. ride it. Right. And the problem is, uh, there's something about the way my legs, the lower part of my legs and my feet are built mm. that I just can't ever get them far enough forward. Yeah. Uh, whereas, you know, I just wish that they had like a little stirrup thing. Maybe you should try and take off your shoes the next time. I had flip-flops on last time, brother. Did you take them off? No, no, I didn't take it. You should should try. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But, uh, I've seen the video of Flight of Passage. Mark Mm -hmm. Hopper Sid's ridden it. She says it's a great ride. Uh, my Flight of Passage story, and I don't want to go too, too late tonight, but I, I gotta tell you the story. So what happens if you can't ride a, a ride? They'll take you to a little sitting area. Again. And I have the option. Don't rub it in. I have the option to sit there. I could just exit the ride. Well, I wanted to wait for everybody because yeah. I was a tour. And uh, the whole time I'm sitting there, this little, like, yippy dog. I imagine it being like a little fluffy thing that had berets in its hair. That's how I vision it in my head. Mm. Just wouldn't stop barking. And the the cast member came out because he had things to do, and then it would bark more. Mm. And then he would go in there, and he would he would you know play with it, and it would stop barking. And then he would walk away, and it would bark more and more. So after about the fourth round of him walking in and walking out, I said, "Somebody brought a dog to this." Mm. He says, "Well, it's a service dog," and I'm, "No, it's not." <laughs> he said, and then he like his whole tone was like, "This is a service dog." No, it's not. Yes, it is. Like, <laughs> is it your service dog? Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I, I didn't ask him that question, but what I thought was so funny is, is like, service dogs are trained. Yeah, I didn't realize that service dogs could have such anxiety. Yeah, right. Like, that's not a service dog. A service animal wouldn't have that much anxiety. Yeah. But it was funny. Uh, I enjoyed, I think the number one thing for me was just walking around galaxy's edge and then actually getting to walk into toy story land mm. uh and being able to ride yeah. you know uh slinky dog and yeah. uh and midway mania yeah i probably enjoyed that the most yeah. and uh and to be fair i enjoyed meeting everybody right uh there's a crew of people and it was and they're all bloggers they're all disney fans yep we all had the same in jokes and it was great. Right. I think I enjoyed that. I really enjoyed meeting uh, Shannon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had met her before officially. Uh, so it was cool. Her and her husband uh, uh, just had a blast. Right. So I just really had a great time. That I think the, the same thing I always say yeah. about this, the relationship part, I think that yeah. was the best part yeah, for me. Absolutely. Always is. Uh, so I, I highly encourage you uh, to do a tour if you can. Yeah, but sure. what I, what I want to encourage you not to do is to do it on the opening of a major area <laughs> because we walked for a long time. <laughs> we just, we just had to park in different places. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but all in all, it was a great day. It was a great day because I got to share it with you and I got to be there with everybody. Uh, very privileged to be able to do that. Uh, and again, that, that we just cannot thank our, our partners destinations to travel enough. They, uh, they took, uh, ridiculous care of us. So thank you guys so much. Yeah. Anything else, want, 
I'm sorry, what? It was a great time. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. Anything else you want to add? No, I'm good. I'm very good. Well, boys and girls, there's nothing else we can do but get into <gasps> the news. And now, Disney Parks Podcast News. Uh, not a big news week this week. We've news. had some other. Now we've had some things that have happened, but uh, not as much as you would think. Uh, we could chalk this one under thanks, Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. Uh, entertainment cutbacks at Disneyland Resort uh, are due to lower attendance. Mm-hmm. Uh, due to budget cutbacks, the Laughing Stock Company. Uh, the Laughingstock Co. show at the Golden Horseshoe Saloon and the Pixamonic Orchestra Band at Pixar Pier will perform their last shows on September 15th of 2019 at the Disneyland Resort. Lower attendance numbers this summer in, in com- combination with the massive investment of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge have caused cutbacks like this to happen around the resort. Uh, Disney officials confirmed the entertainment cutbacks, but stated that they are part of the seasonal changes that are, and I'm quoting here, part of the normal course of business and cast members may be scheduled in other areas of Disneyland or Disney California adventure, end quote. Since the opening of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge on May 31st, there have been there has been a 3% decline Yikes. in park attendance that's not good was it supposed to go up with galaxy's edge was the galaxy's I, edge supposed to be like nerd central yes yep yep well i don't the judge and jury are out on that yet we'll we'll find out if they can bring it back to uh it's a uh, old luster <laughs> well you know we talked about this on the patreon shows there's there's two things that disney's done mm. The first one, buddy, buddy, answer that phone. No, go ahead. Uh, The two things that they've done is they've opened up the whole new land with only one attraction when they almost have two ready. Right. Uh, And then they're not giving the fans what they want. They've got this amazing new land. It's gorgeous, but there's no Han Solo. There's no Luke Skywalker. There's no traditional you know, old school Disney characters that we all grew up with. It's all new stuff. And granted, I love Hondo. Hondo is one of my favorite Disney characters. But, you know, Hondo and BB-8 aren't what we grew up on. And uh, and I think that Disney's paying the price of that a little bit. Yeah. Yep. Yep. We'll see what it's going to be when it grows up. (laughs) (laughs) One day. All right, so uh, during the expo, uh, Disney announced uh, a new digital offering called a Disney Genie that's coming to Walt Disney World. Uh, and this uh, uh, has some more details about it. Uh, so Disney Genie will make planning easier and more fun, providing customized itineraries geared to your interests right at your fingertips. So anything from a royal princess theme day at the Magic Kingdom to a trip around the world at Epcot for foodies and even the perfect day for thrill seekers. Uh, Certain features of the Disney Genie will also be available through your preferred travel professional. So there you go. Uh, Sometimes you may know exactly what you want to do, but you may not know the best time or the order in which to do those things with. Uh, You will be able to tell the Disney Genie 
uh, what you'd like to experience, and then it will quickly evaluate the millions of options to present to you to optimize your day. And best of all, it'll be flexible. So if you change your mind for any reason, the Disney Genie will then re-optimize your day. Uh, the Disney Genie can also send you real-time tips and updates, including rec recommendations for experiences it thinks you'll love, helping you navigate the theme parks and added convenience and comfort. Uh, if you don't want to worry about making reservations in multiple steps, Disney Genie will even take care of that for you. Uh, this re represents yet another way that Disney is using their creative and innovation to connect us with the stories and characters they love uh, and to help them make lasting magical memories with family and friends they cherish most. Mm. Uh, over the past several years, Disney parks have become more seamless and enjoyable through their digital offerings, such as the mobile food ordering, the Play Disney Parks app, the online check-in, and so much more. Has it, though? I uh, I don't know. I find the app that uh, crashes all the time, so it's not magical for me. <laughs> I find yeah. it highly hilarious that Disney thinks that you know we're going to tell you exactly what you want to do. Yeah. Uh, first of all, maybe not. Yeah. Uh, but has it really made the experience more seamless and more enjoyable? So so I I have a lot. I mean, a lot of questions about this. First of all, is it going to replace the my experience app i don't think so because it's got so much account information in there you would have to remake all that account stuff right in in this app so then that's a duplication of effort on my part which i'm not going to do uh second of all so if it says it's going to help me plan my day so if i say hey i want to go on these attractions and these parks and then i'd like to eat at these places or these are the places i'd like to eat is it going to don't go into make those fast passes and those dining reservations to optimize my day. And then if I say, oh, wait a minute, I don't want lunch exactly at 12. I want it more like at 2 o'clock. Is it then going to move that around and get me that time? I mean, those are the questions I have. Yeah. You know. uh, one of our folks in the chat room made a comment that I made when I first read this. Is, is it this, isn't someone already doing this? And isn't it called touring plans? Yeah, and there's all right. So a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, I forgot the name of the website. I'll have to see if I can look it up. But I went in, I, I was going to Disneyland and I had never been there before. So I went in there and I had to pay for the service. I think it was like nineteen ninety nine. Uh I had to go online and I picked all the things I want to do and the places that I was gonna eat and uh the times I was gonna eat. I had to make those reservations on my own. Then I put all that in there and then it spit out uh, a printed thing that I had to take with me and it would say, Hey, you know, I would tell what time I wanted to start my day and what time I would end my day too. So it would say, all right, you're going to go here and you're going to uh, get a fast pass when they had, you know, regular fast pass and they still do in Disneyland, get right. your fast pass. You can ride this, bup, 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 and then, you know, you're going to have this and you're going to walk over there uh, to this amount of time. It'll take you this much. And right. literally, I did not wait more than 10 minutes on any given attraction. Right. It completely wow. optimized my day to everything I wanted to do. And I literally almost saw everything in Disneyland in one day. Wow. That's how, that's how great this thing was. 
Now, I what? think touring plan. Yeah, I no, I think it still exists uh, because uh, Disneyland still has fast passes, regular paper fast passes. Um, Sorry, guys. So I, I don't know. You know, yes, I think touring plans could do that, but I think there's a little bit more effort that you have to put into it than um, something that's automatic. You know, right? Uh, here's the thing. I understand that Disney's trying really, really hard to to be a one-stop shop. Uh, yeah. And and maybe I feel this way because I used to be a, a marketing director for a travel agency. <laughs> but it really feels like to me uh, Disney's doing everything it can to push the travel agents out. Uh, and I know that there's a couple travel people in our chat and I'm mm. purposely not looking right now. Uh, but it feels like they're trying to push the travel agents out. And if you take out that human element, you can't always, cause the system's not perfect right. and the Disney genie is not really magical right. and, and you can only trust algorithms so much. Right. There's always gotta be a human component and when you have to deal with that piece of the puzzle, even though it says, well, you can make your reservations with your preferred travel provider. Right. Oh, but you could click this button right here and you'll get a Disney travel planner and it's Disney. Right. That just seems really disingenuous. And it just seems like a slap in the face of the to travel agencies. Yeah. But, yeah. but I digress. I don't want to get too much into, I, I'm not a big fan of this idea. Yeah. Uh, I, I think there's too much apps. Right uh, of it all, but and and you know that I'm I'm traditionally not the most I'm not the guy that's going to walk around with the Disney Play app and the Disney <laughs> Parks app and the, the right. I, I'm not I don't go crazy with it I I feel like I have to have a certain amount of yeah I I just can't do all that stuff like right. you know if I were standing there waiting for three hours to ride a ride I would probably do the Play app mm-hmm. but I'm not standing for three hours for yeah. a ride yeah. So yeah, that's just me. That's just me. Yep. Next. All right. Uh, last week we had some trivia, and that was uh, what state, city, and state was Walt and Lillian married in? And if you could tell us where, it was bonus points. So the correct answer was Lewiston, Idaho. That's where Lillian was from, and she got ma- and they got married at Lillian's brother's home. There you go. So that was all. This, uh, this was, I, I got this, I, I think I said from a streaming. I was watching the D23 Expo, one of the things they were streaming, and they won trivia beforehand. I was like, oh, that's a great trivia question. Thank you, Disney. Wrote it down. <laughs> uh, so the winner was uh, Vinny, and we, as we like to say, Vinny, it's uh, in the mail. Hey, Vinny, it's hey, in the mail. It's in the mail. Hey, you go get it. It's in the box. Go find it there. Hey, good guy, that Vinny. <laughs> all right, this week's trivia question is this, John. Yes. What is the only mm-hmm. cartoon mm-hmm. created by Walt Disney that mm. had an Easter theme? Mm. Was it the Passion of the Christ? I uh, know. <laughs> oh. Oh, okay. That'd I be tried. No, no. <laughs> if you think you know the correct answer, either email that to Disney Parks Podcast at gmail.com 
We just got done doing uh, two shows just for our Patreons. We release them throughout the week. Uh, we wanted to provide some extra special content for our Patreons. So we do the Extra Magic Hour Show and the Extra Extra Magic Hour Show. Uh, and it's just something that we do because our Patreons support the show. They love when Tony and I just kind of chat about things and we mm. try to pick topics we can sit and chat about them so if you like all the banter between tony and i or if you really just want to support the show uh we have things that we do throughout the year uh that we like to uh to to do for the people who come to the meetups we have some equipment needs that we're getting into here shortly uh but if you just want to support what we do here please go to patreon.com slash disney parks podcast and uh, whatever you choose to uh, support us with each month we appreciate that we will put that to good use but if you want to get uh to be a part of the extra magic hour shows you have to start at the five dollar level so uh if you want to just do one dollar a month we appreciate that but you're not going to get the extra magic hour shows that starts at five bucks and we've got uh really a great tier uh, reward system so uh, there's some things that we do uh, a couple times a year we send out some really good stuff tony tony procures all that and he does a great job of sending uh, amazing stuff out so go to patreon.com slash disney parks podcast uh more disneyland news apparently i'm the disneyland news guy today uh disneyland pass holders compose with miguel next week at california adventure uh, Disneyland Resort annual pass holders can get a preview of a Halloween time fun uh, next week during a special photo opportunity featuring Miguel from Coco. Uh, starting September 3rd, which is tomorrow, uh, as we record this, and continuing through the 5th uh, from 12 p.m. until 6 p.m., pass holders can grab a quick picky pick with Miguel at Disney's California Adventure. On September 6th, Halloween time begins at the Disneyland Resort, including a musical celebration of Coco inside the Plaza de la Familia. So uh, that's pretty cool. We'll get a little quickie yeah. with uh, a Miguel. I think we did a magic shot today. Uh, I think we got Figment. Oh, right. uh, I haven't seen it yet, but yeah. I'm fairly certain it's going to be Figment. Yeah. They had that, uh, I don't know if, uh, I don't know if this is the the Miguel you're gonna do. So the puppet one, with, with where the guy is actually behind and the puppet of Miguel is in the front. I don't know if that's the picture or if this is just they're gonna you know photo magic pass Miguel yeah, to your shop. Probably that. Yeah. Are they still doing the uh, mariachi thing at Epcot? Yes. Yeah. 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 I know they're doing the mariachi band, but are they still doing the the story of Coco? I haven't I don't seen know. that. I don't I've know. been there a dozen times. And I haven't seen that. Yeah, I'm not sure. I haven't, I haven't gone looking for it. Oh well. Yeah. All right. So uh, it was very weirdly uh, last week. Uh, the government uh, made their mind up and then changed it. Not not, not shocking, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm going to kind of summarize this. I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's kind of silly and boring. Uh, but uh, Star uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Uh, they're selling the thermal. I'm using my air quotes. Thermal. We can't. We have to be careful on Facebook because it's also going on YouTube. The thermal pow pow ball. Trust me on this. No, it's it's a private thing. They can't thing us for that on YouTube. Uh, you ha- how much YouTube do you watch? Not enough. Yeah, it's the thermal pow pow ball. Okay. It looks like a 
Pow, pow, pow. A hand grenader. <laughs> I try. I try so hard. It's a round ball with a plastic top. Yes. <laughs> All right. So first the TSA said, hey, you can't put those on a carry-on. You can't put them in your uh, 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 the the one that goes under the plane. You can't, you can't bring Check. it. Don't bring it in the plane. Don't, not allowed. Not allowed. Don't so, bring that stuff in my house. Now, this is the quote, unquote, from the TSA. This is the update. Uh, the issue concerning the Star Wars Galaxy Edge-themed soda bottles has recently been brought to our attention by the general public. So apparently there's a lot of you that are concerned about these. <laughs> as is <laughs> I, <laughs> I have no idea. As this item could seemingly uh, be seen as a replica hand banging device, Thank uh, you. <laughs> we appreciate the concerns being raised because a replica banging devices are yeah. not permitted in either carry on or checked bags. We have completed our review and instructed our officers to treat these oversized liquids. Treat these as an oversized liquid. Because these bottles contain liquids larger than 3.4 ounces, which is 100 milliliters, they should be put in the checked bag or emptied uh, and brought as a carry-on item. The TSA office will maintain the discretion to prohibit any item through the screening checkpoint if they believe it possesses a security threat. So, first of all, I don't think anybody's bringing these home full. I think they're drinking them, first yeah. of all. Nobody's bringing a full uh, uh, soda bottle on an airplane. No. Uh, so, you don't have to chug it. But if it is empty, and I would tell you this, take the plastic top off the bottom and put the two things in separate areas of your bag because then it won't look like what they think it looks like. And you probably won't have much of a problem. So. Yeah, I was talking to somebody the other day, and they're like, I don't get this. I mean, yeah. I kind of get what it looks like, but but how could someone think that this is a a boom-boom pow ball? Yeah. And I said, it's called a thermal detonator. <laughs> oh, is that what they're really called? I'm like, watch the movies, man. Mm. Uh, so anyway, so yeah, so we've, we discovered with our little group the other day that they were flying in and they, they were just taking the tops off and they were yeah. able to get in. Yeah. yeah. I think that's crazy. Yeah. So but, it was interesting that TSA went one way and then completely the, the, uh, the, uh, uh, flying public <laughs> completely changed the TSA's mind and they completely reversed it. So if only we could get Disney to start thinking like that. Oh my God. Uh, that would be fun. I mean, Dear Seriously, at Disney.com. <laughs> it's yeah. it's me, Tony again. <laughs> Hi, Tony. Uh, all right. Speaking of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, we've got some new details on the rise of the Resistance attraction. Uh, apparently, opening in December. Yay. Although I I I have heard that they've been running some high end visitors on that ride. Oh God, yes. The upcoming Rise of the Resistance attraction is the most ambitious attraction that Disney or possibly ever anyone right. has ever built. Mm-hmm. I find that hard to believe. Everything we've known that makes Star Wars Star Wars is all in this one experience that opens at Disney's Hollywood Studios on December 5th. Rise of the Resistance is a ragtag crew looking for recruits, meaning 
us folk as they back uh, as their backs are up against the wall the first order is closing in the first ride vehicle is called the troop transport on which guests will begin their journey on the way to rendezvous with the resistance riders are captured by the first order whoopsie uh the r5 units as it turns out are terrible with direction and are transporting potential recruits through the base as they continue making wrong turns. The troop transport will blast riders off from Batu into space. Apparently, they're still using the uh, the Rex coding for the transport droids. Oh, boy. Uh, eventually, you'll make it through all the way to the bottom of the ship to get off just before Kylo Ren and the First Order get to you. The attraction runs on the trackless rights uh, system transport through the Star Destroyer with the R5 unit. The trackless ride vehicle will put uh, will pull into the escape pod, which is a motion-based kind of experience similar to Star Tours, where guests are in front of a massive screen. The motion simulator allows for a controlled drop jettison from an epic ending uh, to the experience. As the ship is getting ready to head home, it does what's probably a physical 10 to 20 foot drop down out of the mothership before it starts flying home. Nice. Holy crap. Uh, Rise of the Resistance will begin welcoming guests on December 5th, Walt Disney World, and January 17th at Disneyland. Very nice. That sounds like an amazing attraction. Yeah. They were, uh, they had selected, I think, a handful of media people and were taking them on there and showing them around. So I don't, uh, I think they should open the land with both, but that's a whole nother podcast. I, I don't understand the choice behind it. I don't uh, either. Especially, well, I mean, I think now it's in hindsight, if the ride is ready, they probably would have said, yeah, we're going to open it with both because I think you're 100% right. I think that people are sitting there going, well, we're going to wait until they open both attractions. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it, we've, we've waited this long. What's six more months. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Three really. Yeah. Uh, all right. Hey, we're having uh, some meetups, uh, uh, coming up, but uh, gosh, uh, September 15th. It's like two weeks away. Uh, we're going to meet at ample Hills ice cream on the boardwalk. Get a little, uh, see if they have that Marvel ice cream. We had spoke about like, feels like oh, a, yeah. month, a month ago. Uh, then October 12th, maybe we'll even head to the bakery that day too. Make it sweet. Yeah, it will be sweet. Uh, October 12th, uh, that was me. Uh, uh, that'll be at 2 p.m. October 12th at 2 p.m. We're doing a Skyliner crawl. If you want to join us at the Art of Animation Lobby, we're going to meet up there and then head out on the wire. I'm on the wire. John's excited. I can see it in his face. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> All right. Uh, November 2nd is our uh, big annual event that we've been kind of doing in November or October area. Uh, 1 p.m. We are going to the boathouse. We are going to have special guest Derek Johnson, uh, who is the mastermind behind Candlelight Processional. And he's going to storytell that for us yep. uh, and tell us all uh, kinds of good things. I need to find out the price of the book to find out. No, no. Uh, yeah, it's uh, no, not yet. Okay. Uh, find that out. And then uh, we'll set up something on Eventbrite. This will be a ticketed event. Uh, we got to give uh, a little juice to uh, Derek uh, for his time. So uh, 
and then we're going to do some other things. So, uh, don't forget, mark your calendar for all these dates. If you want to join, you'll get a little bit more information soon on the Derek Johnson uh, event. Uh, the others are all free. Uh, nothing needed but uh, your willingness to get out to the parks. That's mm-hmm. it. All right. Uh, anybody a Disney movie rewards a person has an account? You know, you, you buy a movie, you get a thing, and then you can stream the movie. No? Anybody collect I, the I, points? I, I used to a long time ago, and yeah. I just I just didn't stay with it. Yeah. Well, it's getting a whole new facelift, a whole new name, a whole new program. Uh, so the Walt Disney Studios premiered their loyalty program, Disney Movie Rewards, is now becoming Disney Movie Insiders this September. Uh, this program launched back in 2006. Disney Movie Rewards has delighted fans of Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars movies with great rewards and wonderful kind of experiences like touring the Walt Disney World studio lot uh, and Walt's office. You needed a lot of points to do that. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of movie purchases. Yeah, right there. yeah. And you probably had to not use any points from 2006 ever. Uh, recognize the value of connecting the one-on-one with their biggest movie fans. Disney has reimagined the Disney Movie Rewards Program to provide a more personal experience and engaging experiences and involve how they interact with their members. On September 26th, the Disney Movie Rewards uh, Program will become Disney Movie Insiders, a place where new fans and super fans unite. The announcement uh, teased a few uh, of the new program features as well as the mobile app, which will be nice to have, uh, and has promised, uh, why don't they just incorporate that in the other two apps they're building? Uh, and members will be able to watch trailers, special content about upcoming movies, buy movie tickets directly, uh, have more ways to earn, redeem points for amazing rewards, get insider access to special perks and sweepstakes, and play various interactive experiences on the mobile app. So right. it's gone mobile, baby. Yeah, buddy. It went from there's the just, internet to the mobile. There's just not enough apps. Disney's not churning out enough apps right now. <laughs> they have an app for everything. Hey, they should have an app to keep track of your apps. <gasps> oh, my God. Could we? <laughs> Here are all the Disney apps. Do you have all of these? <laughs> <laughs> they still have the emoji game? Yes. I still oh play God. it occasionally. That's crazy. I have a whole bunch of emojis. Thanks. I know you do. I know yeah. you do. Uh, hey, you can't ride on it yet, but if you're coming down to Walt Disney World, you can buy the Disney Skyliner ornament just in time for Christmas. Yeah. Uh, the Disney Skyliner ornaments have made their way to Disney Springs. The highly anticipated merchandise collection is expected to include a mug, a tee, shirt, a hat, and more, but for now, it's just the ornament and it has been released and can be found at the Days of Christmas in Disney Springs. The designs and characters match the ones that we've seen on the Disney Skyliner system throughout the various lines at Walt Disney World. Uh, so the Skyliner ornaments are $27.99 each. That's deep. That's how much the uh, Food and Wine Festival Mickey ears are. Hmm. No, the the goodbye illuminations Mickey ears for twenty seven ninety nine. Uh, 
And they're not that attractive compared to the they're, they're not. They're, they really are not. <clears throat> the first ornament is red and has the images of Mickey Mouse cartoon featuring Mickey, Minnie, Pluto, Chip, and Dale. On the back, you'll find the Disney Skyliner logo, logo as well as there's Magic in the Air. Uh, the new style of animation featuring Mickey and Minnie is the same style that will be used in the Mickey's Runaway Railway. Uh, you get that point. Uh, second ornament is orange to feature everyone's favorite Toy Story characters. On the ornament, you'll find Woody, Buzz, uh, Jesse, Bullseye, Green Alien Men, uh, Green Alien, the Green Aliens. I don't know why they're men. They look like children to me. Mm. Uh, Rex, Trixie, and Slinky in the famous wallpaper of blue sky and clouds. Uh, if you're looking for the 1,000th ornament to add to your collection... Look no further. A purple Haunted Mansion Disney Skyliner ornament is exactly what you'll need. The front of the ornament features Madame Yoda with instruments dancing around her. You'll also find the hitchhiking ghost. Now, Disney put this out. Mm. So they are acknowledging that it's Ezra, Phineas, and Gus. There you go. On the side, as well as a raven and the coffin escapee. And Bright Suns, everyone. The final ornament that's available is blue and features Star Wars characters with the newly opened Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. It only made sense to have R2-D2, C-3PO, who are not available at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge unless you buy the droid. Right. Uh, BBA and Chewbacca and a few Porgs to celebrate the new land. What's one ornament group that they're missing? Hmm. The Fab Five. You've got Pixar. Uh, you've Pixar. got Disney. Mm-hmm. You've got you got Lucasfilm. Marvel. And missing Marvel. Marvel. Yeah. Well, uh, there. Oh, there's only the one. How many Skyliners have a Marvel? Uh, there's a Guardians uh, a Skyliner. Yeah. What else is there? That's it, I think, because that's, that's the only thing that'll be in Disney World. But still, they're you not. Have the, well, they're making them like the Skyline. So if there's only one, the Guardians, that's yeah. the only one they really left out then. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Well, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Next up, uh, we have more info about this new Princess and Frog restaurant coming to Walt Disney World. Uh, fairy tales can come true. And our wish for a restaurant was inspired by Tiana has come true. At the all-new Walt Disney World Hotel called Reflections at Disney Lakeside Lodge. <laughs> no, 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 no. Crap. Well, no. I'm sorry. Uh, so previously announced Reflections at uh, Disney Lakeside Lodge will be a unique hotel that uh, draws its inspiration from the wonders of nature. You'll find special accommodations filled with intricate art- artistry. Oh, my gosh. Can't talk. Inspired by Disney Nature based on stories. Accompany this unique experience. You will find a restaurant uh, gem nestled along the bayou of Bay Lake, a restaurant inspired by Princess and the Frog. I am not sure how a, a, a bayou restaurant fits into uh, Fort Wilderness and Wilderness Lodge. They're going to have to tell me how this makes sense. <laughs> Uh, so far, all we've seen or heard is that uh, this will be all new at Reflections Resort. A bit of the concept art was, was revealed, uh, and we have some that we can show you. I have always uh, wanted to uh, have you, John. Always wanted to be at a Tiana restaurant. 
Hmm, hang on. Let me think really hard about that. Will there be beignets? No, they're over at the other place. Oh, well, maybe. Let me get back down that. All right, so new details should be coming hopefully soon. Uh, I, I just don't see how a, uh, a New Orleans Creole Bayou restaurant fits into uh, Bay Lake and Fort Willis. I will tell you, though, uh, Sunday, Sunday, I was at one of the uh, Willis Lodge uh, Cascade Cabins, you know, that Copper Creek they have over there. Mm-hmm. O-M-G. Nice. They are Awesome. Better than the uh, the uh, poly ones. Poly yeah. ones. Yes. Yeah. Way better than the poly ones. I think and, they learned some lessons. And bigger, and bigger. That's that's what she said. Yeah. So this uh, it's got it's a two bedroom. It's got a king. Uh, then it has a, another bedroom with a queen, and uh, you know one of those pull down trumble beds. Mm-hmm. Then in the living room, it's got a sleeping chair. You know, it's the big wide chair that pulls out as a single. And then mm-hmm. the sofa also opens up for two more. Mm. Yeah, it's got a nice wraparound deck, a hot tub, uh, shades that go up and down automatically. The, it, it's got a lot of nice little uh, features uh, in it. It's, it's got a three-door fridge. Um, you know, the middle one's for, like, drinks and ice and stuff. It, they, they really did a lot of fine touches that I think are nice. And unlike the poly, you don't have to have a key to get near these things. You can you can just mm-hmm. walk and push anybody's doorbell and say, hey, I'm here. Right. Uh, we were able to see wishes. We were all the way down towards the right. And we still were able to see wishes. And wow. then the uh, electrical water pageant was right uh, out for our door. And uh, we literally saw that from the uh, from the porch as well. So nice. Yep. Nice. 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 Yeah. All right, so uh, next up, uh, in news that makes zero sense to me at this point, <laughs> director James Gunn wants to re-release Guardians of the Galaxy with new content. Uh, what is he, George deep, Lucas? Apparently. <laughs> uh, if, if they want to do it like in an extra DVD, I might go for that. But uh, director James Gunn wants to re-release Guardians of the Galaxy with new content. One of the many f- reasons fans love Guardians of the Galaxy films is their cleverly crafted soundtrack uh, we all know them as Awesome Mix Volume 1 and Awesome Mix Volume 2. Uh, the film's director, James Gunn, and his brother, Sean Gunn, who plays Cracklin, uh, and the uh, screen capture version of Rocket Raccoon, uh, are avid music lovers. And together, they've woven the popular soundtracks for the films based off the sounds of the 70s during their childhood. Um, recently, it was announced that Marvel Studios would be re-releasing Guardians of the Galaxy on a 4K Blu-ray and fans almost immediately began to ask if the film would include a director's cut, uh, new or deleted scenes, and possibly new, mu- new music that had originally been left out due to time and budget. James welcomed the questions and even took to Twitter to share some insight. So it looks like that's that's a thing. So this guy gets fired from Disney, goes over and does a DC movie, right. works their crap out, brings it back into the Disney fold. And now he's like, you know what? I want to re-release my movie with more crap in it. And right. Disney's like, whatever you want, sir. <laughs> in what world does that happen? Uh, Disney's world. <laughs> See, wishes do come true, Jean- uh, John. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So, uh, uh, God, what's the name of this company? Doppelmeyer? 
Doppelmeyer. So yeah. Disney cast members are training begins uh, as Doppelmeyer officially turns over the keys to the Skyliner to Disney. Uh, so back in July, we reported that the target date uh, for Doppelmeyer to turn uh, the Skyliner over to Disney operations would be August 28th. And that has happened. Uh, Doppelmeyer is the company responsible for the design and construction of the Disney Skyliner. And they turned over the keys, allowing Disney cast members to begin their training and testing. And uh, what was happening was they were uh, from the studios to Caribbean. Like a cast member, they would load a cast member and send them to Caribbean, I guess, so they can see both uh, load and unload areas. And then Uh they would kind of send them back and then send them back. So they were kind of doing their own little testing. Uh, Both the state of Florida and OSHA, which is the Occupational Safety Hazard Administration, have signed off on the project, allowing the system to go fully insured. Uh, These critical steps will now now allow Disney to start putting actual people and not cast money. Uh, it looks like the cast members were traveling from the studios, Griffin Beach, which I said. Uh, the group would then uh, tour the station and then return back to from once they came. Uh, after the cast member become more familiar with the system, uh, we can hope uh, for possible so soft openings and then the actual opening on September 29th. So if you wanted to be a test crash dummy before September 29th, I would go hang out. <laughs> I'd go hang out at the Caribbean or the studios. Cause that's the most likely place that'll open. Uh, one of those two places first. Wear very thin outfits and uh, lots of water and ice packs. <laughs> yeah. I would bring a cooler of water because you, uh, if it does get stuck, you will be hot. <laughs> yes. Uh, next up, Walt Disney Animation Studios presents Raya and the Last Dragon. Uh, there's nothing better for a Disney fan than the promise of a new film on the horizon. And that's what guests at D23 Expo see even more D23 news. Uh, with the upcoming preview of the movie from Walt Disney Animation Studios called Raya and the Last Dragon. Didn't we have a Last Dragon movie in the 80s? There's uh, How to Train Your Dragon. No, 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 no. Wasn't it like, uh, you know, like uh, something, the last dragon, Pete uh, and the Reluctant Dragon. No, you're not thinking what I'm thinking. <laughs> That's okay. The film's main character, Rhea, is a young woman with a fictitious from a fictitious kingdom called Kumandra. She's a warrior who patches together a motley group of outsiders to help her find the last dragon, the last hope for unity and light in the land. The movie is inspired by the culture and beauty of. Southeast Asia hmm. uh, and focuses on themes of hope and diversity right. uh, with a, within a community. Kids of all ages and their parents will be able to find enlightenment mm-hmm. as they travel along this, uh, this, uh, this, uh, my mouth went down, uh, this new band of friends. The film promises to deliver a high-quality storyline and animation with directors Paul Briggs and Dean Wellens, known for their work on Big Hero 6 and Frozen. So these guys don't know what they're doing. Right. Uh, they'll be joined by producer Osnot Schur of Moana and writer Adele Lim of Crazy Rich Asians. Again, none of these people have any clue what they're doing. They've done nothing of note. They're a bunch of nobodies, I tell you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was also announced at D23 that Aquafina will be voicing Sizu, also known as the Last Dragon, and Cassie Steele will be taking on the role of Rhea. Uh, I don't know much about this Aquafina girl. 
Uh, but A, she's everywhere. And B, why did she steal her name from water? I don't know. Anybody? Water? Fuel? Anyone? Uh, one thing is for certain, though, Disney film goers are ready for some original and unique content that Walt Disney Animation Studios is ready to deliver. Really? Uh, devotees will want to keep their ears to the ground until November 25th of 2020 when the film hits U.S. theaters just in time for the holidays. Uh, I, I'm excited about a new a new Disney movie that's not a remake. I'm, I'm yeah. pretty excited about it. Yeah, I'm surprised they're not remaking something. Uh, you know, we've got Frozen 2 coming out this year. Um, Star Wars. You know, we have Moana. Moana. So I, I think this is cool. I, yeah. I'm down with it. Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting to hear uh, more about the story as it comes out. But, hey, go for it. Why not? Yep. Uh, hey, since uh, Galaxy's Edge has opened, uh, there's been some changes and expanded hours uh, for the studio's buses and friendship boats. Uh, Walt Disney World theme park buses and Epcot area boat services are working overtime to shuttle guests to Galaxy's Edge. Um, on August 28th, they were running from 3 a.m., to 1.30 a.m. That's almost 24 hours of boat service. <laughs> then on August 30th, they went from... Uh, wait, from August 30th to September 28th, they're going from 4.30 a.m. to midnight. Uh, the Friendship Boats uh, provide uh, service to both Epcot and Disney's Hollywood Studios from the Boardwalk, the Yacht and uh, Beach, and Swan and Dolphin. Meanwhile, the bus uh, from the Beach Club... Uh, to Hollywood Studios will commence uh, daily starting uh, August 29th, starting at 2.30 a.m. That was in the past. Uh, that was opening day. August 30th to September 2nd, which is tomorrow, uh, at 3.30 a.m. And then from September 3rd to uh, September 24th, uh, starting at 4.15 a.m. <laughs> because I think the park is open from 6 to midnight every day. So wow. that's why they're expanding that. Uh, daily bus service will continue until two hours after park scheduled close. So if it's closing at midnight, you got to 2 a.m. to get back on the bus. Otherwise, you're taking an Uber. Uh, schedules may vary for Walt Disney World resorts and operating hours are all subject to change. So uh, make sure that you consult with the resort front desk or uh, somebody at the front of the park. I hope people show up for this. <laughs> I really hope they do. Uh, Let me ask you, if you were on vacation, would you go at six in the morning? If I thought that I had a chance to get in and not have to wait around Hmm. and I would miss the heat of the day, Hmm. I might really think about it. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, because worst case, you go for a couple hours and you go back to the hotel and take a nap. (laughs) I would do that anyway. So, yeah, I'd probably think about it. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay, so in some more Star Wars news, mm-hmm. uh, the big news, uh, the, really the big news was the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser announcement that we talked about a little bit. Uh, it's going to be taking Walt Disney World Resort guests to a galaxy far, far, far away. Far, far away. Uh, Star Wars vacation experience, unlike anything Disney has ever created before, will fully immerse guests in a galaxy far, far away when Star Wars... Galactic Star Cruiser debuts at the Walt Disney World Resort here in Florida. Uh, Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. Could we get the shorter nomenclature, please? (laughs) Uh, We'll offer (laughs) a two-night itinerary. Uh 
where all guests arrive and depart together, similar to Disney Cruise Line. Unlike any typical cruise, though, you can become the heroes of your own Star Wars story in a new type of immersive experience that only Disney, only Disney, only Disney. Only Disney. Only Disney. Unless you've been to Harry Potter World. While you're... (laughs) While you will cruise the galaxy in style aboard the Halcyon, known for its impeccable service and exotic destinations, on board you will stay in the well-appointed cabins, experience onboard dining, make a planet-side excursion to Black Spire Outpost on Batuu, and so much more. Throughout the journey, you will be invited to delve deeper into your personal adventure by participating in onboard activities, interacting with characters, Mm -hmm. what you mean, crew and other passengers. And aliens from other planets. (laughs) Uh, Other passengers you meet and becoming part of the action in the broader Star Wars saga. Mm. The adventure begins when you arrive at the Galactic Star Cruiser Terminal at Walt Disney World and check in for your two-night, remember, remember two-night experience. That's right. That's four. You will be invited to enter a launch pod for transport into space. Through windows above, you'll see yourself leave the real world behind as you jump into hyperspace and draw closer and closer to the Halcyon. When the launch pod docks with uh, Halcyon and the airlock opens, you will step into the ship's main deck atrium to begin your journey through a galaxy far, far away. That's four times they've used that phrase. (laughs) A visit aboard the Halcyon becomes a multi-day story that interweaves with members of the crew, other passengers, familiar with Star Wars characters, uh, and an excursion to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, Disney's Hollywood Studios. The all-immersive experience also features entertainment activities such as, but not limited to, wielding a a lightsaber while facing off against a training remote where you may discover your own connection to the Force, visiting the Star Cruiser's bridge to learn about the ship systems and how to operate them, including navigation and defense. Nice. Uh, Skills that may come in handy during a journey through the adventure-filled galaxy. Uh, some fun facts, though, about Star Cruiser. Every window in the house salon, including those in each cabin, have a view of the galaxy beyond with ever-changing vistas as the ship progresses from place to place. So am I going to see the Death Star out my window? Probably not. This is, <laughs> this is after the Death Star. Uh, uh, you'll be able to explore the Halcyon and perhaps discover hidden spaces deep in the mechanics of the ship. Perfect for uncovering secrets or holding secret me- meetings. Nice. Uh, chances are your uh, choices you make during your adventure will help determine how your Star Wars story progresses. Right. What do you think? Am I signing you up? Uh, are you paying the bill? No. Because I've heard it's like 3300 bucks. Yeah, 3000 is what, uh, what the number is going around. Uh, first of all, the seven-year-old in me is losing his mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that the um, the adult in you is saying no way. The adult in me is like very skeptical, but the mm. kid in me is like, this is what I've always longed for. I I was a Star Wars kid when I grew up, mm. and 
I had the Star Wars cake. I had the uh, I, I was Luke Skywalker for trick or treat. I mean, I I was it. And the next year, I was Darth Vader. You uh, know, this was my thing. Yeah. So for this to be happening mm. is amazing. But again, Disney's not giving me what I want because I want the Luke Skywalker. I right. want Ben Kenobi. I want Han Solo. Mm-hmm. I want that. I can't have that. I've got to do Batu and I've got to go places I've never been before right. and all that good stuff. So, uh, yeah, it's great. Uh, would I go to it? Absolutely. If I somehow magically came across five grand, done. Yeah. But, you know, it, right. until it's, you know, I'll, I'll say this. You've never been on a Disney cruise. Disney cruise, one of the finest experiences you'll ever be on. Right. Uh, if you're into Disney, if you're not into Disney, it's not. Uh, I've been on eight day carnival cruises, had the best time in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I cannot in good conscience take thir- $3,000 for two days and justify that in my mind. Well, it'd be 6000 because Correct. you're going to want to take your wife, I think. Yes, I don't <laughs> have a choice in that. I, I can't justify six grand for two days. Unless you say, uh, honey, honey, I'm going to go uh, over here on this uh, two day thing. I'll be back. And, and and I know the show's running a little long. But let me say this. I could justify a little bit of this if mm. every experience that I had was included. Like, yeah. So what if it, what if the food was included with that? Like like a regular well, Disney cruise line? Well, hang on. All the food, mm-hmm. all the drinks, mm-hmm. build my lightsaber, mm-hmm. go to Ogus Cantina, mm-hmm. build a droid. All of that was all inclusive. Mm-hmm. It would be worth it. But you know as well as I do, it's not going to be all mm-hmm. inclusive. Yeah. You know, it's not yeah. going to be that way. Yeah. Maybe food and drink, but the cantina yeah. might yeah, be no. all, well, yeah. that'll be an extra add-on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Last story about Galaxy's Edge. They posted uh, some more uh, information about what you can or cannot wear uh, to the parks uh, because apparently people don't understand uh, the rules of engagement on Batu. Uh, so, uh, all right. So, guests 13 years of age and under are permitted. To wear costumes that include masks as long as they provide unobstructed peripheral vision at all times with the openings that allow the eyes to be fully seen. Wow. So if you got a little one and you got them a Darth Vader mask, as long as they can see out the sides and we can see their eyes, Disney's okay with that. Costumes and masks are not permitted to be worn by anybody over the age of 14 except when special event costume rules apply so apparently if there's a special event on Batu, you might be actually able to wear a costume but yeah. on any regular park day it's a no no bobo additionally Disney has shared a few recommendations for other ways to remain in style while still visiting Betu. guests are welcome to wear outfits inspired by the first order the resistance smugglers or droids uh, look as shown in the image they posted some images 
Uh, so if you want to, what do they call that? Co- like a cosplay kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You want to dress up in things as long as it's not covering up your face. And as long as you don't look like somebody from Batu, they were okay with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, with regards to the residents of Batu, the unique style is easy to replicate by sticking with a color palette of muted earth tones with a focus of natural materials that have a rugged handmade look. So if you want to dress looking like them, which you probably don't, you'll probably want to dress like the classic stuff, like Leah or whatever. Uh, First Order Stormtroopers will be about patrolling Black Spire outpost, and to avoid any mix-up, guests should not wear any armor or uniforms. Also, you will see one Wookiee, one Wookiee only, Chewbacca around the village, so no Wookalikes permitted. <laughs> Wookalikes. <laughs> oh, Disney does have a sense of humor oh, on occasion. God, Wookalikes. Yeah. yeah, I did see people kind of cosplaying it. You know, they, they had some Disney-inspired dresses, and some guys had some things on, some vests that kind of looked like it could be from Batu. But the thing that cracks me up the most is the fact that they're selling costumes in the marketplace <laughs> that you can't wear in the land that you bought said costume. You know. I know. My favorite That's the is, part that breaks my heart the most. <laughs> my favorite are the the people who are Star Wars from the waist up. Yeah. And Floridian from the waist <laughs> down. Well, you have to be. It was hot as Hades over there. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, so who knows? Yeah. Hey kids, how about a little headline, headline news? And now the headline news. All right, guys, we've heard about it. Now we can actually see it. The expanded pathway between Liberty Square and Fantasyland is open. Yeah, that, it, they almost doubled it. I think that's great. Yeah, that's great. Get them in. Get them out. Get them in. Get them out. Yep. More places to stand and watch the fireworks. That's also true. Mission Space Race Interactive Post Show Game returns with refurbishment with fewer game stations at Epcot. I'm shocked. What a shocker. (laughs) You should download the app. Yep. New Guardians of the Galaxy and Dumbo character buses are spotted at Walt Disney World. Have you seen these? I saw the New Guardians one. I didn't quite understand it. Yeah. Uh, there's Groot on one side, uh, uh, I think Rocket on the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, if you want to see these buses, they seem to be hanging out at the uh, TTC, the uh, where the guest pickup is. This is where they seem to be parking these uh, wrapped buses. Because uh, mm-hmm. I saw the Fab Five over there. Yep. Go ahead. Uh, the new walkways to Disney Skyliner Station are now open at Disney's Caribbean Beach Resort. You can walk there. But you can't ride it. Yeah. And here's the thing. I saw some of the walkways. So some of them are very wide. Like they'll be able, you know, people going and people coming. And then some of them are so narrow, it's going to have to be like a single file through some areas. So I see further construction happening in their future. Because if you can't fit two people across, I mean, at Park Dump, how are you going to get everybody back to the Caribbean? Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. 
And then we have uh, Disney is rumored to be eyeing Benedict Cumberbatch for the role of Hades in the, oh, if you didn't know, uh, the live action remake of Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. (laughs) I I think he'd be a good villain. Bro, why don't you just go get James Woods? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) He's still alive. And he's the best version of that character <laughs> on the planet. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and uh, finally, for those of you who are worried, don't fear. Keystone Clothiers has reopened at Disney's Hollywood Studios as a Star Wars merchandise location. Okay. I saw pictures. I am completely baffled as to why the Star Wars merchandise on Hollywood Boulevard when there's an entire land <laughs> and then there's still launch bay at the other side of the park. Couldn't you put the old merchandise back in that store? <laughs> what what do I know? What, what Is do it I know? when you're walking out and you go, oh damn. Man, I should have got forgot something. I, I should have bought some souvenirs while I was in there. Why couldn't I have gotten that Wookiee backpack? Uh-huh. I was like, oh my god, a whole store of Star Wars completely outside of Batu. It's it's not the original Wookiee backpack, it's a Wookawike Wookiee backpack. It's a Wookawike Wookiee backpack. Uh, what are you looking at? You're looking at my Wookiee backpack? <laughs> it's like that character on a Big Bang Theory. Yeah. Cracky. Hey, what are you looking at? Hey, what are you looking at? Are you looking at my Wookiee backpack? It's not an original. It's a Wookawike Wookiee backpack. It's a knockoff Wookawike Wookiee Wookiee backpack. <laughs> We've uh, gone off the rails, people. Yeah. All right. Anything else for today? Uh, no, I, I got nothing. All right, guys. Let's just end it on that. <laughs> thanks for being a part of the show. Come find us over on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, all at Disney Parks Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at Disney Podcaster. By the way, Come find us over at DisneyParksPodcast.com. They've got links to all of our great uh, friends, our sponsors like Destinations to Travel, uh, as well as uh, I think we've got an Amazon link and some other things that you can take advantage of. You can see all of our show archives, our blog posts. And then if you love what we do here and you want to help support the show, come find us over at Patreon.com slash Podcast. Sign up. Take advantage of the two extra Magic Hour shows that we do for you guys. And like we always say, my friends, if we don't see you online, we will see you in the parks. The Disney Parks Podcast is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company. All Disney parks, attractions, lands, shows, event names, etc. are registered trademarks of the Walt Disney Company. (laughs) 